Hi everyone, welcome to Business in Focus, a dedicated podcast by the City of Canning, bringing you the latest information, news and features. I'm Boris Wong, the City's Business Development Officer, and co-hosting this episode with me is Liz Hales, the City's Revenue Development Officer. Joining us in this episode is Peter Jeffrey from Grant Guru. Peter is the Executive Manager of Grant Guru. As the name suggests, they are a team of grant specialists with experience in all facets of grants, from finding, assessing, and writing. Peter will be sharing some of his thoughts on the new City of Canning Grant Centre, developed by Grant Guru, giving us some of his top tips to a successful grant application as well. Hi everyone, my name is Liz Hales and I'm the Revenue Development Officer for the City of Canning. My role is to assist the city in diversifying its revenue streams and to secure funding for projects through such pathways as grants and sponsorships. With me today is Peter Jeffrey from Grant Guru. Welcome to the Business in Focus podcast, Peter. Thank you very much. So to get things started, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and Grant Guru? Yeah, sure. Look, um, I guess uh, what I'd like to try and uh, cover is a little bit of of my personal journey, um, which may or may not be of interest. But uh, in short, Grant Guru is the most comprehensive database of grants in Australia. Uh, I've been a business owner, employed uh, one full-time, two part-time and three casual staff. Um, I've also worked in the not-for-profit and social enterprise sector. And I've worked in council as well in the economic development space, helping my local businesses through the regulatory process we have, helping them expand, as well as helping businesses to relocate to our our region. Um, And this is in in Victoria, the city of Greater Bendigo is where I used to work. Um, Now, I've also been on the state government advisory panels and also chair for our peak body for Economic Development Australia. So I guess you could say I've got a fairly broad background behind practical experience of owning a business and how the government sector works and the merge of the world between two. In other words, what are some good activities that government can do practically to help the private sector? In other words, business owners and community groups. Um, And this is where um, I'd been studying uh, an MBA and I'd actually had a a personal accident. This is after eight years or eight and a half years working at the city of Greater Bendigo. I had a really nasty accident and I was on the back, on my back for three months with a badly broken leg um, thinking, okay, what do I do with my life now? I know I'm getting deep and meaningful straight away, but um, you did ask. (laughs) So um, I basically thought, okay, I'll put my head up and find out what else there is that I can do on a larger scale to help um, our, our nation or at least my state on, uh, on an economic development type project. And this is where I was working with Grant Guru previously in my role at council. In fact, I was the first council customer of Grant Gurus in Australia. And I decided that I would move across to work with Grant Guru and address a national problem. And that is, we've got so much funding in Australia from so many different sources. How on earth do you find it all? And it was a, a common question I always get asked when I was at council where's the money <laughs> and how do we find it easily? And, uh, and this is the tool. And I thought, well, I'm seeing too many um, trends, too many um, alignments here. I, I, I think I need to take my career into my own hands and move across to work with Grant Guru to expand the tool that councils can provide their communities and their staff to find funding. So this is where I moved across to Grant Guru and decided I want to help our country 
with uh, an economic development impact tool, which is Grant Guru, to help people find all the money that's available on the table. They don't know how to find all the funding. Um, they can't tap into appropriate funding sources. And as a result, our economy misses out big time. Every funding provider puts funding out on the table. At the end of the financial year, it's taken off. If people don't apply for it, I don't want people to miss out. So I guess that's a bit about my, my journey and my background. Great, thanks for that. So let's talk about the new service offered by the city to the community in partnership with Grant Guru. In a snapshot, can you explain the services and benefits of the City of Canning's Grant Centre? And can you give us an insight into the work that goes on behind the scenes to get the information on the website? Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll break that into two questions. And the first one, um, the benefits for, for the City of Canning Grant Centre Basically, the community, community groups and businesses now have the Travago for grants. That's probably the easiest way to sum it up. If you've got an elevator pitch, that would be it. <laughs> it's the Travago for grants. In other words, you can find funding from all sources for your community group or your business very quickly and easily. That's free of charge. And people from anywhere in the world can actually look at this portal um, uh, for free. If you register with your email address, you can receive email alerts about funding as it becomes available that's relevant for you. And you can start saving favorite programs and managing where you're up to in the grant writing process in, in, in a grant management area with a calendar view to show you what's coming up next. So it's an extremely powerful tool provided free of charge by council because council pays for a commercial license, providing free of charge to, to any community user in, in your local government area. And we've localized the portal so that all of that white noise, grants from other states, they're removed. Um, they're only, only grants that um, your residents can apply for are appearing in this portal. So it's quite a powerful tool. Um, being localized is a big feature. So I guess that um, answers uh, question number one. And the idea is more money coming into your region means your community groups and businesses can conduct the dreams that they have of expanding or, or, or doing the project that they'd like to do and more jobs are created. And that's the ultimate goal of this tool. Um, then an insight into behind the scenes. Well, um, there are 10 staff based in Box Hill in Victoria. We've got a data team. Um, we've got a, uh, a, a software team um, and it's really uh, an interesting space. I haven't worked with a software company before working with Grant Guru. And I know um, that your council is doing a lot of work around cybersecurity and helping businesses around the digital landscape, as you can imagine in, in this um, sort of environment uh, globally, um, digital uh, presence has become extremely important. Uh, it was before, but even more so now. And there, there are certain vulnerabilities that you're exposed to as a software based business. And that is, um, with coding, whenever you're doing coding, um, you have to be very careful that other things don't break when a new piece of code is introduced. Now, you'll notice anyone who has an iPhone, there are constant software updates that are being distributed and bugs that are being fixed and bugs that are being identified every time software is being reintroduced, which means even the biggest and best in the world don't get it right. So this is a big, big um, uh, space that a lot of people don't quite understand when it comes to custom software. There's a huge amount of research and development, testing and trialing that goes on in this space. So there's this constant process of uh, making sure that software is delivering what we want it to, 
whilst not breaking anything else in our system. It also means you're under constant attack from a cyber security perspective. And I don't mean necessarily viruses. What a lot of people don't really understand, I don't feel, is that an attack doesn't mean necessarily that a virus is introduced and your whole website is collapsed. An attack can be, and we, 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 we suffered this, an attack can be somebody basically uh, writing a piece of script that means a person is trying to register again and again and again and again repetitively, which overloads your system. And that's actually a cyber attack on us. Now, we're able to identify that and balk it, but this is a classic example of instead of just a piece of uh, a virus or a piece of code collapsing the system, it's a piece of code that somebody's written to try and block anyone from registering to our portal because they've, they've, they've got this alternative way that, um, to try and shut somebody down. So um, it, it wasn't something to uh, affect our software uh, from a coding perspective. It was something to manipulate our software so that people couldn't register. <laughs> so this is something that a lot of people don't realise that goes on back end with the software business. There's a constant process of making sure everything is quality controlled and worked and bugs are fixed and any attack, whatever it is, in whatever shape or form, um, is, is somewhat um, uh, you know, mitigated. And this is a constant ongoing process. I think for those listening in, um, a practical um, example of what sort of systems and tools we use back end, I think people will get benefit out of this. I've just jotted down a list to share because um, software is critical to performance for businesses these days. Uh, for us, the key ones that we use, Insightly, um, and that's mainly um, uh, used for um, keeping our CRM uh, up to date. Uh, in other words, managing our relationships with our clients and keeping data on who we're talking to, talking with. Zero for accountancy um, software. Jira is our Kanban board, or basically the process that we use to manage workload and assign tasks to certain staff and acknowledge that those tasks have been completed. If you haven't heard of a Kanban board before, K-A-N-B-A-N, look it up and have a, have a, have a look. Um, most modern businesses are using a Kanban board of some sort. We use Jira, and that helps share workload amongst the team. Active campaign, again, for CRM purposes and broad, broadcast emails for clients. Uh, we use Upwork as well for accessing overseas staff to do certain projects and pieces of, um, of work. A classic example is video editing. We use Upwork um, to um, align ourselves with professionals who can edit videos that we've created. Uh, SharePoint um, is for sharing documents, key documents amongst our staff. Google Analytics, I use Acuity as well, A-C-U-I-T-Y, Acuity, for scheduling appointments, which makes life really easy. Instead of back and forth with diaries to identify time and date, there's a simple link that uh, uh, has live access to my calendar to show people uh, times that are available to make appointments. In fact, today's session was scheduled through Acuity. Really handy product. And of course, Google Drive for um, dropping documents and working on key documents collaboratively. So they're just some, some of the software that we use. I hope that helps. Brilliant. Okay, so you uh, touched on this point already, but with grant management and support, as it's becoming a growing service area, what sets the Grant Centre apart from other service providers available to grant seekers? Yeah, I think the first one is that it's free to use. So council has paid for that commercial license and that means the community 
it's free, um, which is fantastic. It's the most comprehensive database of grants in Australia. So Grant Guru, um, we pride ourselves on our data. We have a team of staff who enter the, the, the backend data about each grant manually, which means we're not scraping the web or, or running artificial intelligence to get this information. It's done by a team of humans, which means um, you have a team effectively working for you to find relevant funding that you can apply for and putting it into a one-page overview so that you can very easily make sure you've got the right match and compare funding programs to make sure you're approaching the right funding or the right grant for your initiative. So this is free um, and it's basically the most powerful tool in Australia. We provide services to the biggest business advisors in Australia, the big four accountants, Thomson Reuters, the list goes on. But in short, your council has now taken out a subscription for your community. So as a community member, I encourage you to jump on and have a look because there is a huge amount of funding out there to apply for. So it's free. You get email alerts about funding that's relevant for you. You can set yourself up for that if you wish. And you can manage the grants that you've found. And the fact that the portal is localised means that there's no grants that aren't relevant on there from other states that you can't apply for. Great. So moving on to grants in general, in your experience, what would you say are the key elements to a successful grant application? Yeah, look, um, we um, run a three-day boot camp um, condensed into a, a three-hour workshop, condensed into a one-page overview, condensed into four points. <laughs> so as a grant writer, um, there are many um, key points to um, keep an eye on. Um, having been a grant writer, a funding administrator, a program designer, a, a grant recipient, program deliverer and a, a the person who acquits the funding application at the end uh, i've worn a lot of caps but in short we often promote four core steps and that is make sure you understand why the funding provider is providing the opportunity that, that they are and remember grants aren't just about cash they could be a a, a voucher a rebate a one for one dollar match a one for two or a one for three dollar match um, even so basically when we talk about grants think of all the different types of supports that are available from all sources, government, as well as the philanthropics, the foundations, the trusts, the high net worth individuals, capital venture, the list goes on. That's what we're covering here. So there's a huge amount of funding available through this portal that's now available. Um, but the, as far as the steps are concerned, understanding what the funding body's core objective is to make sure you've got the right match for your project. Um, then, being strategic is step number two. In other words, create a map of funding that's available to you now and into the future so that you can mark off what you're going to apply for and when. Um, step number three, write really well. Get somebody to proofread, double check. Remember, the assessors only have your written word and support documents to go by. They don't know you personally. They don't know your business personally. So it's ultimately how you articulate yourself that will be the standout difference with other applications, as well as the match and alignment about your program with that funding organisation. It's about them, it's not about you. Put yourself in their shoes. If you've got a certain amount of money to give away and your particular area of interest, uh, for example, uh, kids who are disadvantaged, so disadvantaged youth, um, you want to make sure that your match and giving your hard-earned cash to somebody to have impact on that space is going to be low risk, 
and have maximum return on your investment and be delivered on time on budget. So writing really well to articulate how you're going to do that is key. The last one is reporting well. And this is something that's often overlooked by people. Reporting well on the funding that you've provided to that funding provider is key because chances are if you do that well and your project's delivered on time on budget and you've reported well about it, in other words, lots of photos, lots of data, lots of stats, lots of social impact, economic impact examples to show how that um, money has been well spent on that funding provider's behalf. It means that that funding provider is probably going to give you more money into the future because you just made them look really good. And if, if they want that to happen again, they're going to be looking at you with a microscope about your next project. Remember, it's about the project. It's not about you personally or about your business. You, may have, you might have the best business in the world and might have a lot of impact to your community, but it's going to be about the project that you're conducting. It's not about your business as a whole. It does have it, your business does have an element with how you run it, but ultimately it's going to be about your project that the funding provider is giving you money for. That really sums up the, the, the key elements. Great. So my final question really is, what in your opinion are the biggest misconceptions among potential funding seekers or providers about the world of grant funding? Yeah, I think from a grant seeker perspective, it's free money. And it's not. <laughs> um, a lot of people uh, will hear of a uh, somebody in their industry or a competitor or an ally who've won funding and think, well, why, why didn't we get that funding? We do a better job than them. Well, A, you've got to be in it to win it, but also B, it's not about free money. Um, there is work involved with grant application, program delivery, and then the acquittal process. Go in with that in mind. It's also about risk. In other words, um, those who approach grant writing well have a strategic approach to grant writing and, and know that they're not going to win every grant. In the private sector, success rate is 20 to 25%. One in five grants on average, you're going to win. And that's being strategic, writing well and mapping out these applications. And that means there's a fair bit of work involved before you have a success. And of course, people only hear about success. They don't hear about the, the fact that you didn't win funding for a particular program or project. So make sure that you do have a strategic approach. A lot of people have a go with three days before closing, scramble something together, and as a result, fail. And that's so disheartening. And that person won't apply for a grant ever again because it's considered a waste of time. We tried that, didn't work, well, let's not go there again. No, approach grant writing with a strategic approach, acknowledge the fact that you're gonna win one in four or five. Um, as long as you're using a tool like this, getting an appropriate match and, um, uh, and, and, and structuring yourself well with the writing and submission of that grant. So it's not free money and it does take an approach and it does take persistence but you will have wins. And as you win um, funding, you will win more funding. A, you'll get better at writing. B, you'll be building relationships with funding providers. And C, you're going to make sure that the next project that you have aligns really well with particular um, funding providers because you know how they operate and think. So I guess from a grant seeker perspective, that's one of the biggest misconceptions. From a, a, a grant provider's perspective um, around the world of grant funding, well, um, one of the biggest um, issues I have with grant 
giving is you can only judge people by paper. Um, in other words, uh, unless somebody can articulate and write really well, I don't know exactly how well they do, how, uh, how, how good their project is, how good their business is and what risks and mitigation they've put in place to mitigate, mitigate that risk. So as a result, as a funding provider, you, we need to be very careful about who we align with and make sure that the, the project is a, a, an accurate match, great return on investment, but also the business itself is well-structured and stable to actually be able to deliver on those claims. And this is when, during a grant application, when you're asked, please describe um, how you're going to deliver this program and, and the, the risks that are, that are in place. What they're asking is, how stable are you as a business? How can you demonstrate that we're not going to blow our money if we give it to you because you're going to make an error or um, something unforeseen pops up? You've thought about this, you're well-established, you're well-experienced, and, and we're going to partner with a, with, a, with a great relationship. Now, if as a funding provider, I could do that in person, that would be brilliant. Just time is not on our side. You can imagine that you do get a lot of applications coming in for funding and you can't go and meet personally every person. So it boils down to how well they can write and articulate themselves. And this is where um, aligning yourself with the resource is really handy if you're not confident with grant writing. So aligning yourself with a grant writer who can help you to articulate yourself and the importance of your project and the stability of your business and experience um, is going to be really key. So from a grant giver perspective, my dream and wish is that we could go out to every applicant and assess them personally without a written application. Cause then you can see, you can actually see, touch, feel and smell what their project's all about, but we don't have time to do that. Not at this stage anyway. Yeah, that's excellent point. Um, well, Peter, thanks so much for your time today and for sharing your knowledge and advice with us. Uh, it's been, been great to talk to you and just to get that perspective, the different perspectives of the grant world that might be overlooked out there. So thank yeah. you for your time today. Great. Thanks. thanks so much for your time. And I hope everyone listening has taken something away, even if it's one thing. We're all in this together. And ultimately, um, by sharing stories and wins and fails, I think that helps everyone grow. And the City of Canning Grants Centre is something that you definitely want to have a look at, register to, free of charge, and it, it empowers you with a wealth of information. And I wish you all the, all the luck with your grant finding endeavours. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And if you enjoyed it, please subscribe. More information on the City of Canning Grant Centre can be found on the description of the podcast. As usual, if you have any questions, queries or suggestions on any topics, please email to business at canning.wa.gov.au. Stay healthy everyone and see you next time.